Welcome to the Daily Advent Devotional with Not the Worst Pastors Podcast. Merry Christmas! Welcome to Not the Worst Pastors Podcast. This is James Gomez alongside my buddy, my friend, Matt Coyne. And we are working through good news of great joy. We are on day 13, focusing on Hebrews chapter 8, verses 1 and 2, and verse 5. And today we kind of continue in what we were talking about yesterday with the shadow Mm -hmm. business and the foreshadowing of what is yet to come. But today's devotion focuses on the the act the the really real the the actual real Christ who has arrived instead of the act instead of the shadow part. But Matt, I have to say that as I was looking at both of these together, it made me think of my philosophy courses in college. I know what you're going to say. Right. Okay. So, which famous philosopher am I going to bring up? Plato. You tell me. Plato. Plato. Yep. And his allegory of the cave. Allegory of the cave. And this is exactly what comes to mind. I was like, mm-hmm. well, you know, um, a Piper, you know, does a good job of of writing this way, but it's not brand new. I mean, this is a, a common uh teaching that yeah. many, you know, college students learn. The allegory of the cave basically is that there are prisoners attached to a wall in a cave and they cannot move. They do not know what life is like in any other way because they are chained to the to the wall of the cave. And all they see of anybody else is the shadow that is cast on the wall of the on the other wall of the cave, um, as the people who are their captors, I guess, are stepping between the light, whether it's the sun or it's a fire of some kind, mm-hmm. um, and the wall. So then their shadow is cast on there, and so the prisoners, all they really know that of anything that exists is these shadows, and. So that's, 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 it's just, like I said, it's just all they really know. Now, Socrates came after that and suggested that the, the prisoners, once they're freed, then they see the really real. Yes. And so that's kind of where this devotion is at because we're at the, the really real part when they can actually see, like leave the cave and see the people who are casting the shadows. And so that fleshes out who they or the, the idea of what's really what's really going on, what's really real. So you're saying you studied some of that stuff in college as well, yeah? Or you're just I, a, you're just a good reader, <laughs> philosophy guy. No, no I, I I'm not a. Good I read reader. Plato and Socrates <laughs> all the time. Yeah, just for what I do for light reading. Yeah, it's my fun. You know, I just like to pick up Plato. No, I I uh, actually had to write a paper on the allegory of the cave and Socrates coming in and. And one of the things I've always thought was interesting is I forget who wrote this, but saying about how the first prisoner who was released goes out and comes back and says, it's great. We were always so fearful because they only saw shadows. And we and we taught, you know, as humans, we can see shadows that can be really scary. Like, oh, that looks like a monster, but it's actually two people walking side by side. And he goes, no, no. And the people didn't believe him. He's like, no, I saw it. It's great. We got to go out. And they're like, no, no, no. I, we're not leaving this cave. It's comfortable here. We like being mm-hmm. shackled. We like being in this in the in with ourselves. We don't want to go out there. It's scary. And he's trying to say, no, the real thing is a beautiful thing. And so that's kind of where my mind was going with this was, you know, the Israelites living in a time um, you know, in Isaiah nine, six that we've been going through as a church is they were hopeless that life was not good. They were, the Syrian army was taking them over and they really 
were, uh, I was saying this morning, or I'm sorry, on Sunday, that they were hopeless. But Isaiah brings hope of the Messiah, God in the flesh, Emmanuel. Mm -hmm. And it's real. And it's real for us today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the unknown is scary. Yeah. So, like, if all you know is shadow, then, like, all you're going to be, you're going to be most comfortable with the shadow. You're not going to want to explore, well, why the shadow? Where did that come from? Like, and maybe you don't even know that it's shadow, right? But so the unknown is the the difficult part, but the the revelation, the the revealing of from the prophets, like you said, Isaiah, mm-hmm. the re, the revelation from John at the end of the New Testament, those sorts of things are meant to reveal something that is much more glorious and grand and beautiful and and holy and amazing and all those sorts of things than we can even dream up. And yeah. so uh, it's in, it's interesting that that John or, and the prophets too, they're given certain visions of what is. And all they can say is, well, it was like this. It was like that. I mean, they don't have any, even a full understanding of what those things are because they're still only shadows or glimpses yeah. of, of what God is going to fully reveal someday. But this passage or this particular devotion, again, kind of moves into the the really real. The prisoners are unshackled. They are allowed to see the source of those shadows. Like, how do those, how do those shadows even get formed? And so effectively, they're allowed to see, um, well, we're talking about the the really real. Um, mm-hmm. There was, my church body has a, a national youth gathering every three years. And there was one in Minneapolis in 2019. And the focus was on Psalm 46. And mm. the, the theme was entitled, Real Present God. And to emphasize the fact that God is real, it doesn't sound like that should be groundbreaking. <laughs> But it was really important yeah. <laughs> that we emphasized the reality of God. He's not a figment of our imagination. Mm. He is not a shadow. He is not anything less than really real, really present. He's authentic, and he is our God. Yeah, that's that's good. Because <clears throat> it's funny you say that because this past Sunday I was talking about Everlasting Father, and I focused on the word everlasting. And I and I said, this is not a groundbreaking discussion of everlasting, but we as humans limit this term everlasting. And I think we do that with God in, in general, that we limit what he has done and what he continues to do and what he will do. And so this discussion the last two days, I just I wanted to say too, make sure if you're going through this devotional, read all of Hebrews chapter eight. I know you're, we're reading a few verses, but read the whole chapter. And if you have time, dig into it, study that, and just, it's it's an important chapter that I think can be hard to understand, but I think it's important. So, and I just want to say real quick, James, I think it's, the other thing that I've been thinking about throughout the, the last two days is in Galatians 4, where Paul says, um, chapter 4, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law. And mm-hmm. I think it's so cool, like the fullness of time, right? It's no longer a shadow. It was time. Here it is in the flesh. And so I kept thinking of that verse as well. Right. So fantastic. Thank you for your, your insights on that, Matt. And uh, that's going to do it for our time tonight or today, as we have looked at day 13 of Good News of Great Joy. We look forward to meeting with you again tomorrow for day 14 of of this uh, Advent series.